Hello and welcome back. It's Alyssa Fennig. I'm the host of the Hecate Calling podcast. And today we are going to talk about trauma, uh, the pandemic uh, and post-pandemic, and uh, getting out of survival mode and starting to actually live. So um, with my background as a certified yoga therapist, you know, I've worked a lot with um, trauma and chronic pain. And with my own, learning tools to use as my own, as well as with clients. And I see this play out with my business clients. And so I, I want to, this came up uh, recently for me, and then uh, there are no accidents, but had a had a conversation about this with someone um, as well, who owns a yoga studio locally. And so I thought, let's talk about this. I think it's really, really important. So, you know, here we are um, three plus years post the start of the pandemic. And take a moment to remember March 2020 when all hell broke loose. You know, what shifted in your life? Um, you know, I know for me, and, and so take a moment to remember that or write that down um, if you're somewhere where you can write. What shifted for me is, you know, I was ready to sell my studio. Uh, it was I had it for over five years. I had my daughter. She was six months old in March 2020. I was like, let's move somewhere. My studio is either going to sell because I had a buyer lined up or it's going to the lease is up April 2020. Here we go. And of course, for everyone, everyone has a different story. Um, but for me, I had to furlough my entire staff. I had 25 part-timers, including my mother who worked the front desk, I had to furlough her. That was an awful feeling. Um, and I still had to take care of all the background stuff. Um, we had class, we put classes online. So I'm at home with a six month old taking care of that. Plus all the marketing and admin as usual, you know, I'd already had it set up. I was out of the day to day at the studio. Um, I wasn't seeing clients because I literally did not have energy to do uh, yoga therapy anymore after I had my daughter. So, and luckily I had started working uh, 10 hours a week as a virtual assistant uh, prior to that because I know I didn't have the energy to do what I used to do, um, seeing private clients at that point. So I did that to take care of us. And thank goodness, because that helped us get through. Um, not everyone was as lucky. But I really think those things were in place. And so, you know, whether you don't have children, you have children, uh, you own businesses, you're working nine to five, your story is you, unique to you. But I, what I want you to honor and realize and ask yourself, are you still living in survival mode even as things begin to shift or have been shifting um, into some sense of normalcy, obviously it's a new normal. Um, and I know sometimes there's, depending where you live, um, these rumors or possibilities of more lockdowns or, um, masked back and that sort of stuff. You know, I have the pleasure of living in, uh, Mexico where things are different, um, than the U S but, and I, I luckily don't have the stress of that. I don't watch the news very often because the news is fear-inducing. Um, I, I highly suggest limiting that. Um, and so I want you to just really think, like, are you in survival mode? 
still? Or are you ready to start living? Are you starting to live? And this can be a tricky question because we think, oh, you know, and I'll give you my story. Um, I have lived in Mexico in San Miguel de Allende for two years. And I love it here. We have a slower paced lifestyle. I have worked part time since I had my daughter. So before we moved to Mexico, even during the pandemic, um, that was by design because I knew I didn't have the capacity and the energy to do it. Um, then, you know, it's like, okay, I now my whole life's different in Mexico. Okay. I am a senora. I have someone who cooks for me on Mondays. I have a nanny. My daughter will go to school soon to start preschool, but I have, um, someone who cleans my house once a week. I mean, that is the, the benefit and one of the reasons I chose to live here. Um, but, and they're like family to me. I'm very lucky and blessed that we have that, that my daughter and I have that um, because it's not, I like to call them my team, not just, oh, I have a household staff. Um, but I have someone cook for me because it's like $30 or $40, you know, a week, which isn't that much. And it's one less stress. So, and the reason I share this is because it's easy to go, oh my gosh, but you have all this help. Even with help, because it's not every day. I mean, I have childcare maybe four hours a day. It's not like all day long. A nanny isn't raising my child. Um, it's, I still, I only have it really to work, you know, to record a video and podcast like this. And I, you know, I would tell myself, gosh, but I have help now, you know, like I, I live in the most, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. I have this, blah, 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 blah. But I'm still working and momming. Like that's pretty much my life. And I have started to finally do things to my, for myself that I wasn't able to do in the U.S. Like actually go to dinner. I mean, probably once a month <laughs> because I honestly don't go out every week. But I go dancing usually once a week, um, even if it's a private lesson at home or something, because that's important to me for many ways and part of getting me out of survival mode and actually connecting. Um, but it's like, but I'm still, I'm not isolated, but like I'm, I, I sometimes have to watch myself like not, I'm like disconnecting on some level, even though I have community here, I have to make sure I connect. And part of that is because I still suffer from some exhaustion and burnout, um, and realize that that's also, that's from being in survival mode and going, 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 making shit happen, making sure everybody's taken care of uh, for many years, and especially during the pandemic. And I share that because we it's really easy for us to do that, to really, to, to go, keep going, keep going, and then go, well, why, why am I having health issues? Why am I feeling stressed? Why is this not growing? My business not growing because we're still working in a survival mode and masculine energy and many of us. Um, and so I want you to think about that as I share and relate. And so what happens when we're faced with something traumatic and a worldwide pand pandemic was very traumatic for all of us on different levels. Um, in, in different ways, because we all have different stories. 
I chose to help solve that by moving to Mexico as a single mother. But there are 15 million single mothers who are in the U.S. who are really suffering, um, really suffering, and, and may, may or may not have this option. And so, and, and that's just one statistic. So one, some of the things is like, it really changed women. You know, everyone has a story, everyone suffered, but there have been systemic ruptures where it's like, okay, you know, women weren't supported and is really glowing. Like, it's like, whoa, women were not supported. You know, it was like um, a faulty foundation. Oh, women get to work more in the workforce. Wow. But they're not supported when they're de the default parent or a single parent or um, they're juggling, you know, they're losing their job or they're working remotely. Um, and, I, you know, I, I talk about childcare too. So this isn't just for mothers and I have some examples, but you know, if you're a mother, you're juggling housework and childcare and trying to work at home or going to work and finding childcare. And, um, and, and if you're running a business, you know, you're trying to juggle all of that too. And anybody understands, like, as soon as you get on a call or as soon as you try to record something, your child probably wants to talk to you. Like, this is a reality. And, the mode, whether you have children or not, the mode of a woman in her masculine energy has led to burnout because you add a, a worldwide pandemic on top of it. And it, that is a traumatic event, has led to burnout. And you may notice you can't handle what you used to. And this conversation came up for me. So let me back up before I share the conversation. Um, but this is really relevant for me. It's one of the reasons, like I said, I changed my whole life. Um, and because even just having a child, I was like, I can't handle, like I'm exhausted. And, you know, when we're living in the feminine, we're not working like that. But that's what society tells us to do. To, you know, we're supposed to work now and we're supposed to juggle it all and, you know, and then all kinds of stuff. And, um, and so, you know, when it comes to trauma, a, a traumatic event will leave us in fight, flight or freeze mode. And we'll either take action and, and fight it. We will try to avoid the situation or run away or we'll just not know what to do and can't make decisions. And you can see some of that continue to repeat and play out in your life, even after, okay, it's time to kind of start going back to normal, um, it's, or some sense of normal, whatever that is for you. It's time to begin to start living again. And I truly believe that. But I think the first thing we need to do is accept and acknowledge that we have been affected. I have to do this myself. We have been affected by spending years in survival mode because of a worldwide pandemic. Um, you know, there were people who had to homeschool. Like my nanny had to homeschool her, her daughter. And then she had no work either. Um, I'm not sure if her husband did because like it's a tourist city. So they had to you know, hunker down. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, because there was less tourism. 
So, you know, everybody has their story, but it's like, can you imagine? Like, I didn't have to homeschool and I'm so glad. And I'm so glad that my studio eventually sold because I did not want to put in protocols of masking and cleaning shit ton of things. We did a tiny bit, but I was like, I'm not doing that. I would rather get rid of the studio than have these added measures. And, and so, you know, luckily that's, it sold in August, 2020. Um, but I, I was having a conversation with a, a local yoga studio owner and well, she owns a yoga studio and wellness center for the last 13 to 20 years. I can't remember. Maybe 30, I can't remember. Uh, but a long time, one of the more established like yoga studios here in San Miguel. And I happened to go to her yoga trapeze class because for me, I'm actually like coming back, recircling into yoga. I'm a certified yoga therapist um, and continued to do uh you know, yoga nidra meditation and, and breath work, but for myself, but the actual physical movements, they didn't feel good um, to my body, which is why I switched to Qigong. And I like these things for different reasons. But for me, and, you know, I was starting to recover in March, 2020 from having a baby and starting to do some more normal things. And then the pandemic hit and between my traumatic experiences as um, a pregnant woman and postpartum, not really so much the birth, but um, postpartum and um, being a single mother. And then you add a pandemic on top of it, trying to run a business, furloughing everyone. My body just went back into like, I probably wasn't even out of it, but it fell apart, which is another reason of my health issues, which well, I no longer have. But um, is what led me to make them my move as well and decide what lifestyle I wanted, what quality of life I wanted. Um, and so everybody thought I was crazy to move with a two-year-old to Mexico, but I have way better quality of life and I actually have the opportunity to live my life. And so, um, so I, you know, I, I, I'll come back to the uh, talking conversation with the yoga studio, but I wanted to make a point of You know, we have this opportunity now in this very connected world to choose our quality of life over anything. I, I'm going to talk about this in another episode of how to live your most unapologetic life, because some of that is actually moving through fear and family dynamics, family of origin issues. And um, so I'll talk about that in a future episode. But when... Um, if you have the opportunity or you can make the opportunity, cause it is a choice that you have to make for you and your family. Um, you can change your life and choose quality of life. And whether that's living somewhere, whether that's cutting down expenses, you know, it can come in very changing jobs. Uh, growing your own business rather than working for someone else. It can look at like many different layers and many different things. Um, but what often happens is we don't realize we're in survival mode because we just keep going and everyone around us is in a swirl and going as well. And so recognize when health problems start happening because the physical is just um, the, the visible 
um, that mirrors what's happening inside or on the emotional level, on the invisible level. So if there's exhaustion, burnout, um, you're not feeling joy, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, you might be feeling grief or sadness or anger um, or having health problems. You know, take a look. How can you shift some things? Um, because maybe, and maybe you can't handle the things that you used to prior to the pandemic, prior to this big traumatic experience for everyone where we had to shift. And generations before us have experienced these things in different way, whether they were um, related to illnesses, uh, war, those sort of things. Um, so those, all those things affect us. So this conversation I was having, I was going, uh, the reason I was telling like what happened to me is that I was finally, there's been a lot of things lately that's like, it's time to embrace yoga again, and yoga as a therapy for myself and integrate it more with my clients. And part of the reason I'm sharing this podcast is so I can share all of my knowledge because I have a unique background and unique approach when I work with people that no one else has. And I own that. So I, I want to share more of what is yoga therapy. I have some guests coming on, um, how you can integrate it, but also the other things that have helped me that I want to share that I've seen help other people. So just, you know, some, other, some things have happened that have made me come back to it. So I was like, I'm going to go to yoga. I've been doing Pilates every week, which have helped strengthen me um, and my core, you know, I dance tango. I'm like, it's time. I, I want to get back to open my body more because partly it helps me with tango. I mean, this was one of the things that was pointing me there. And so, um, so then I was, I was like, okay, I'll ask my nanny if she can stay later. Cause we just returned to school. So the schedules are different. Um, and I'm going to, uh, there's a yoga trapeze class. I don't know what the hell that is, but I'm going to do it. Uh, my body feels good today. I'm going to do it. And I went to the studio and I was the only person <laughs> And I told her, I was like, and it was the owner who was going to be my teacher. And I was like, you know, I totally get it. Like, you don't have to teach me. Um, I'll go get a coffee and a donut around the corner. Like, I understand. Like, when you're a teacher and, like, you have one person show up. And she was like, no, you're here. Well, let's do it. And I'm glad because my body wanted it. And, but we we're having conversation. It wasn't a normal class. We we're having a conversation while we we're doing it. You can check out some of my photos on my Instagram. Um, I posted there. And, um, and it was, it felt like a remembering because if anybody's done yoga trapeze, I, I did some maybe silks a long time ago, I, but I haven't, I didn't do like this, like it was, it's like parachute material and like it was designed for, for this. But what it reminded me of is when I had my studio and practice Iyengar yoga and had the yoga rope wall, which there's also a picture on my Instagram with that. And, um, more recently. And so like we used to flip around on the ropes and I loved Iyengar yoga. Um, the, the person here, I think she teaches online and I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to do online right now. I want to do in person. So, um, but I brought all my props. I have all my cushions, my chair, everything, um, from my practice and we'll use it for restorative. My daughter and I are just to jump on. So she's not jumping on me because um, that's usually the case if I'm doing yoga at home. But I was just like flipping upside down and ah, oh, had the nice traction on my low back. 
um, towards my sacrum. And that's what I needed. It was like, this is exactly what I needed. And my body could move again. Like it's, it, it's, it was a long time coming, but it, it was beautiful. So I highly recommend. Plus it was fun. It was a lot of fun, just like moving around in diff- different ways and seeing what your body could do. And um, it was fun. And and at this point in my life, I, I don't want a power vinyasa class. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't mind sweating balls, but, um, but like I, I want to either gentle flows or restorative or maybe some of yingar or something fun like this yoga trapeze. So I highly recommend it if you find one in your area. Uh, but we were talking and just casually like, because I explained to her, cause at first she started out like telling me, you know, normal yoga stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a yoga therapist. Like I, I, and I used to own a studio. So, you know, I just want you to know that. <laughs> I don't need to know about the spine and the body and, and, and that sort of stuff. But I, I, and she was like, Oh, okay, great. And so we started talking deeper, which was beautiful. And one of the conversations was she used to teach 10 to 15 classes a, um, a week and she's down to two because how the pandemic affected her and trying to keep her studio alive in a small town. I mean, you know, this is con- Comparably, a small town that relies on tourism, and um, and if there weren't people traveling or there weren't people coming to their second homes here, like you know, that can really affect a studio and wellness center. Um, and it was like she survived, and she's like, and she's like, I don't, and I don't have kids or a partner like to deal with, like, and I'm still feeling the effects of gosh, I'm still in survival mode. And it makes us, if once we recognize it, because that's the first step, really reevaluate where we are in life and what do we really want? And so I pose that to you as you're listening. What do you really want? And it may seem pie in the sky, unicorn rainbows, but if you focus on it, it can come true. I had wanted to move to Mexico for, well, I had wanted to live in another country for 20 years. I always thought I would have a partner to move with. And then I had my little partner, I had my daughter. You know, life doesn't always work how we think it is. Um, and it can be beautiful anyway. And so I was like, it's now or never. Like, if not now, when? And when I wanted to do it originally, you know, in March, 2020, that wasn't going to happen. I was like, Oh, can I move somewhere with um, a two year old during a pandemic or, well, she wasn't two then she was six months, but so I just moved. I downsized into a one bedroom apartment because she was walking at nine months old. Oh my God. Um, And I was like, okay, I need to contain like, and help me out. And so we moved to a nice apartment in Speedway, Indiana. And um, I was there for a year, but I still kept getting called. I want to move. Because for me, being immersed in culture and language and um, traditions, and that is a piece of me that has to be fulfilled. Something that I've longed for since I was a young girl. And, um, and so, you know, I settled upon Mexico for very various reasons, 
but partly like that part is filled. That peace is filled in my heart. And I had to listen to my heart and I encourage everyone out there to listen. Um, so if, if you're finding that, and I'm going to talk about how ways I suggest moving out of survival mode and starting to live. But if you're finding that you are, your nervous system's a wreck, um, and this can look like you can't settle down. If you try to do yoga or meditate, like you, you're having a hard time. Um, uh, if you're like not sleeping well, you're not getting deep sleep. And so you're looking aging, like you're having an aging process on your face show up. Um, it can be snapping, you know, like you're, you're overstimulated, overwhelmed by whatever to your partner, to your kids, whatever, uh, to your friends. Um, it could be dissociating. So one of the things like the reason I dance tango is because so, so yoga is all about creating a relationship with yourself. And that is huge. So I, I definitely recommend that. But tango for me is about creating a relationship with myself with another person or in relation to another person. And it and because it is very sensual and connected, and your movements come from the heart. And when you're in your head, it doesn't flow. It doesn't move as well. I know this personally <laughs> as I continue. So I've danced for about a year and a half and I continue to, because it means so much to me and it also connects me to the feminine. That's my way. I dance other things too, but the uh, dancing salsa um, isn't the same as dancing tango to me. I love it. It makes me feel alive, but it, it's a connection thing. And I am reminded if I, in various ways, but the, the tango example is if I'm dancing with someone, I catch myself not connecting on some level. Um, and whether I'm maybe looking off in space, you know, because you're, you're dancing with different people. I mean, like, it's a whole nother thing, especially when you're used to being alone. <laughs> um, and or like, I'll catch myself and then I, I'll tell my teacher, I want to practice this. I need to work on this because I'm aware of it. Um, and so sometimes it's like, yeah, we, let's practice this step or whatnot. Or a gancho where I have to draw my leg tight to someone else's leg and, and whip it up real quick and back. Oh, like I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm, I'm not used to um, being so close and intimate with someone. And, and it's like, wow, I need to connect there's some dissociation going on. Um, and so like that goes same with, if you're a mother, like with your kids that can play out in that they actually act out because they sense there's a lack of connection on some level. Um, and I'll have somebody on who can talk about that more at some point, because I think that's really relevant. So anyway, that's, that's one reason why I dance tango, uh, is to connect me, um, to actually live and be connected and embodied, um, rather than disconnected because that's a whole new level for me. So let's talk about 
how to move out of a survival mode and go beyond and, and start actually living and having a better quality of life now. And your, your path may not be the same as mine, but I'm going to share what I think works and what I've done personally. So the first step is always acknowledging and accepting, like recognizing that you are in survival mode. Things aren't flowing to you as easily. You're forcing, you're using your masculine energy, you're burnout, your nervous system's wrecked. There's all kinds of ways that this can play out. And I want you to take a moment to forgive yourself and maybe even write yourself a letter of forgiveness because maybe you're realizing you can't do everything that you used to do and you think you should be able to do it. Because we're taught that, like, we're supposed to do it all, especially as women. And there's some shame if, if we can't, and we need to let that go. So forgive yourself, write a letter of forgiveness to yourself, and say to yourself, it's okay that things are different. Because this is um, a way that you can shift and move towards that path that you do want, okay? So some of these things are blessings in disguises. Um, then, you know, when we talk about self-care, oh, yeah, you got to care for yourself first, blah, 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 which is true. Um, what does self-care mean for you? You know, for me, I, I have the support system here where I can go dance tango, but, you know, I also need to make sure... Um, I'm actually getting in the water. I'm cycling where, you know, if it's close to my uh, period time, like I'm starting to settle down and I go to the hot springs. Okay. I try to pencil that into my schedule. It doesn't always happen. I'll be honest, but I try to, um, or, you know, a little less work and, and actually setting boundaries. Like I'm not working today. And, and I, I do that in my schedule, actually. So I recommend that for you. But self-care could mean that you're taking, especially connecting with the elements. That, let's maybe make that number three. <laughs> um, but the self-care can look at like all kinds of things. But being in nature and connecting with the elements is core. So that could be self-care looks like taking a hot bath at home. Um, if, um, bathtubs like aren't common in Mexico and I really miss a bathtub. So our next home will have one, <laughs> but, but like, um, that might be it. Or, um, it could be that you're waking up a half hour early before everyone else in your household so that you have some time. Or for me, that doesn't always work. <laughs> um, so I put my daughter to bed early. So I have some time at night. Because I'm still going to bed. I'm, and this, this may be your self-care. You go to bed before 10. Before the second wind and the fire element kick in um, and your brain's all over the place, you actually go to bed before then. That can be self-care alone. I talk to my mom about this all the time. I'm like, you have to go to bed before 10, mom. Like, or else, yeah, you'll be up till 2. So if anybody realizes that and recognizes that, that is an elemental thing in Chinese medicine and in Ayurvedic medicine. So um, there are rhythms. And then if you're waking up lethargic, for example, like I said, maybe you're waking up a half hour earlier, 
and you'll actually feel better if you go to bed earlier, of course. Um, and these are, these are um, the Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine clocks. So like for me, um, five or five thirty is like way too early uh, for me. Sometimes I can wake up then, but if I get woken up in the middle of the night, that, that just sucks. Okay. So six is good for me. Anything after six. I mean, I can wake up at six and press snooze a little bit and be fine. But if I sleep till seven, eight, I feel groggy. And so like finding that, that rhythmic point, that may be simple self-care. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have to be, I go to the spa every week or I get my nails done every week or whatever. I go to vacations all the time. I mean, that's the dream, right? But, um, you know, it can be just simple, like actually making sure you have time in your day. You know, when's the last time you read your favorite book or watched your favorite Netflix episode? Um, you know, that sort of stuff. So self-care can work different levels. Um, number three, being in nature and connecting with the elements. The elements are really important for us. So I live in the high desert and the only water we have are the hot springs, which are okay. Um, it's something, but oh my gosh, I like crave the ocean. I crave lakes. I crave a bathtub. <laughs> and so like, because the water element is so important for me. Um, and so I, I continue to go, hmm, how can I, you know, work this out? How can I connect more with water um, and the earth, of course, um, fire and air, you know, whatever, but being out in nature, putting your feet on the ground, spending time, you don't even have to do anything. You can go sit under a tree, uh, but really making sure you have regular time to do that. And it's so easy, especially when you're in the city to disconnect from that. So if you're at home, you know, maybe you have your pots and plants and, and a garden, put your hands in the dirt, that sort of stuff. Use herbs at home. But really, if you can get out in nature more often, this will help ground you more than anything. More than anything. Um, and connect with the elements, even if that's at home. And then some of the things that I love to do um, that are really important. So I'm, I'm going to say move. Okay. Because you can do it however speaks to you. Yoga, yoga as a therapy. Um, there are so many different styles of yoga. Uh, but if your nervous system is whacked out, um, you know, I, I suggest like, I'm not a big fan of hot and fast yoga. There are people who love hot and fast yoga. The yoga studio owner I was talking to, like, she's super, I love hot yoga. I've taught it for 5,000 years, you know, like um, that sort of stuff. And I like, I freaking hate it because I'm high pitta dosha in Ayurveda and I get hot and I get grouchy and I want to punch everybody. Okay. So I know that about myself. I have a friend who loves hot yoga because she has a hard time sweating and she's not a strong pitta. And, and so, you know, find what works for you. So for me, I love building heat internally. And so a, a strong practice, but when it's time for me to rest cyclically, I like restorative and I like, um, you know, dancing and, and that sort of stuff. So like, you can change what you're doing depending on, you know, your cycle, or even if you're in menopause, like, or beyond menopause there, you can cycle with the moon 
And so, but I say move regularly. When I go visit my family in Indianapolis, like we don't move. <laughs> like we're in the house, we're in the car, you know, maybe we chase some kids a little bit, but like we're not moving because it's sort of a lifestyle thing. But when I'm here in San Miguel, like I don't have a car. I mean, one day I will, but like we're walking. And on days where I'm really taking some time, uh, you know, recording videos or working, I have to make sure, okay, let's go for a walk. But most of the time I'm walking and that's just built into my lifestyle. So move however that works for you. I do Qigong as well. So not only do I do yoga and Pilates, I do Qigong and I might mix it up. Okay. I'm not like crazy and doing everything every day and, and that sort of stuff. I also intuitively feel what I need because Qigong is uh, physical, but it, it works the energetic body in renewing kidney chi um, that we need. And that's why it helped me get out of chronic pain. So I highly recommend that. If you have any questions about like, what, where should I get started? What kind of yoga? Or should I do Qigong? Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to link all, all the links to what I use in the show notes. So check those out. But um, feel free to DM me. DM me on Instagram or send me an email. And I'm happy to share. Because, um, you know, if you're feeling lethargic, you do need to move more. Um, to, and move any weight or that sort of stuff. Or if you feel congested, you need to move more. If you're like super burnt out and exhausted, you need to rest deeply more and yoga nidra and restorative and vinyoga yoga might be more helpful for you. So I'm happy to answer that. Feel free to send me a note. Um, okay. And so four is, is move. Five is, um, I, I, sorry, I'm writing these down so I remember them. <laughs> Five is raise your vibration. So this is an easy meditation you can do. Um, I love Karen Chong of spher sphericalluminosity.com. She actually now I think lives here in San Miguel. Um, she was in Hawaii. And that's how I found out about her because she did retreats here. And it, her work has changed my life. So it, she has a free um, video blog on YouTube and her newsletter. And like she has so much free and low cost stuff as well, but also you can, you know, uh, tear up and deepen once you start listening in. But she talks about raising your frequency and clearing your distortion patterns is the number one way to move forward in life. And because there, and I agree with her completely. There are so many deeply rooted things. And this is why I've launched this podcast to talk about deeply rooted things ancestrally, societal, culturally, religious, etc., that we hold on to in our energetic bodies. And so if we, and some of them we don't even know, and I can tell my stories about that um, in another episode. So if we can really tune in and start to clear these patterns, um, especially the foundational ones around worthiness and uh, financials and scarcity and fear of loss, um, those sort of things, we can really move forward more rapidly. And because sometimes what we're feeling or that survival mode is deeply rooted and beyond the pandemic, it could be deeply woven into your maternal lineage. I know it is for mine. I come from a long line of survivors. The, yeah, we're called strong women too. 
but we're we're like survived. We took ever, care of everybody and everything and made it happen. And I am excited to have some conversations about this with some friends who have similar stories. And so that's why it's so important to, because we don't know how to live in the feminine because we've never been taught. Our grandmothers and mothers never lived in the feminine. So this is all new territory for us. But if you want to clear those distortion patterns and start raising your uh, vibration, that will help you move from survival mode in to the start living mode. So I, I definitely want to share that and I'll drop those links in the um, show notes. Um, and then the last thing, because that's like the first way and I think easiest way to start working with ancestral and family of origin patterns that exist in our energetic body. Um, but then family constellation work and ancestral lineage repair are my last ones. So um, those are deeper and I'll drop some, some uh, links and I'll explain those more in other future episodes. But if you have Netflix, I encourage you to watch Another Self to understand how family dynamics play out and read the book It Didn't Start With You um, by Mark Wollen. I'll drop that link in the show notes as well. So um, start with that. And that's how you can really start to shift out of survival mode into real living and start to attract more flow and abundance in your lives and all aspects personally and your business and those sort of things. It's really key. Um, I'm going to wrap this up, but I hope this has been helpful and informative. I think it's an important topic to discuss because oftentimes we're hard on ourselves. We're thinking like, you know, like, why, why, why am I, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this anymore? Well, yeah, because, you know, like you've been through a ton of shit and, and it's time to change. Um, so, and if you're interested, I invite you, I host uh, two and a half day retreats here in San Miguel, a, a beautiful, beautiful Sagrada Holistic Ranch. Um, if you are like, holy shit, I really do need to like, cause sometimes until we get out in nature and really pull ourselves out, we don't know that we have been living in survival mode. We just thought we were keeping it together. So I invite you to, um, there'll be a link to download my program guide um, in the show notes, but I invite you to join me on a retreat and let's delve into what keeps you stuck in your business or in your life and connect the dots as well as give you a chance to really calm down your nervous system and give you some tools to go home with that will help you grow personally, professionally, and reestablish that balance between your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you for tuning in. And I can't wait to connect with you and chat with you on the next episode.